Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's Coming Up Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Laramie Cigarettes. <laughs> Laramie. Cigarettes. Give the blah, blah, blah. Let me try that again. <laughs> Laramie Cigarettes, give me the steady nerves I need to combat evil. We're also sponsored by Barley Pop, and we're also brought to you today by all the good comics like Casper the Wimpy Ghost, (laughs) who we all know is the ghost of Richie Rich. Perhaps he realized how hollow the pursuit of money is and took his own life. Can we keep it light? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're also sponsored by Busman. It's about a dude who drives a school bus by day, but by night fights vampires in a post-apocalyptic war zone. And, of course, we're brought to you by Nazi Smasher, that uh, <laughs> that uh, lesser-known comic book. Um, and also the Carl Yest Zemsky with the big sideburns. Zemsky with say. the big sideburns was the original Becky with the good hair. Ooh, <laughs> out of the gate, Allie Gertz. <laughs> Zinger! We are, of course, here to talk about the episode Three Men in a Comic Book. This is the 21st episode of the third season. I'm sorry, second what? season. Second season. <laughs> and it originally aired on May 9th, 1991. It was directed by Wes Archer and written by Jeff Martin. The showrunners were James L. Brooks, Matt Groening, and Sam Simon. Ooh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, we're I love those boys. <laughs> yes. They're my baby boys. <laughs> well, they're our second favorite boys, but yeah. they're, they're there are still boys. There are boys, though. We do mm-hmm. love boys. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known that <laughs> no one is disputing like boys. that we love boys. <laughs> we like girls, too. We have a very cool. I might even call her a woman here with us today. <laughs> Whoa, man! If we're calling, Whoa, if we're calling, if we're man. calling, sorry, if we're I'm calling, doing a so uh, I married an ex murderer. Continue, <laughs> Martin uh, Milhouse and Bart men. I think we should definitely you call us women. That logic tracks, and I'm so glad that you're saying that. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, today we are joined by Danny Fernandez. Yes, Yay! here I am. Hey, I would say show. Not a girl, not yet a woman. Whoa. <laughs> you guys, Hello. I used to <laughs> request that on TRL. Did you really? <laughs> you called into TRL? Yes. I also called into Kiss FM because I lived in I Orange used to County. I call into Kiss FM too. And I would call in for Mariah Carey's Fantasy. <gasps> I don't know if that was yours. I, that wasn't mine. <laughs> I was a ska kid when I was growing up. <laughs> okay. um, but I would always be like, Boop, do you have say Ferris? And they're like, did you mean no doubt? And I'm just like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spider webs. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was in a no doubt too in Blink 182, but I do remember calling them on my friend's lip phone. Yeah. You guys remember the lips? Yes, of course. And she her whole she was a year older than me. Um, shout out to Amanda in Orange County. Whoa, <laughs> There's whoa, probably whoa, like whoa. a billion of you, <laughs> my neighbor. Um, but she had like Betty Boop throughout her place, and uh, her older brother was 18, and we thought he was really cool. Oh, yeah, I bet he was. He cussed and had girls over. Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, I remember. Remember, like, I guess kids don't have that at all. Like, they don't oh, calling in, calling in yeah. to radio stations to request songs because you know they didn't have Spotify or. You know, they have to, like anything. call Vine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? But yeah, I think that people, uh, and this is this is a, a JP life hack straight from JP herself. But I think that people don't think that radio stations. Uh, exist anymore i think people still listen to them but i'm like not i find it fascinating when there's things like spotify well yeah well i don't mean that literally i mean like i think that people just forget that that's a thing still yeah what i mean by that is like you can still like you know when you were growing up and how radio stations would be like if you call in you could win tickets to x 
that's still happening. And <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> All you, it's so easy now. All you got to do is wake up before 8 a.m. and call into there a you radio station. You already them. lost me. Yeah. <laughs> I want an elephant. That was that was a backdoor brag from me, too. <laughs> uh, I won uh, tickets to go see Dolly Parton at the Hollywood Bowl oh, recently. Oh, and shit. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and no, all I did was cool. wake up before 8 a.m., I swear to God. <laughs> did you guys look on Ticketmaster and see if you got free tickets? No. What? Did you hear about that thing? Okay, so there was a huge class action lawsuit. And if you've bought and if you've purchased from Ticketmaster and honestly, like the last decade, Whoa. they have refunded people tickets. I oh, checked in shit. mine. You just go into active vouchers. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, I haven't used this since college. Oh my God. Well, I still had like five tickets that I could use in there. Wow. So cool. everyone so cool. go. Okay, I'm going to go. But like, I don't know what you can use them for. Right. But I was like searching. I was like, oh my God, Guns and Roses? Sure. Yeah. I'm wearing my Van Halen shirt. That's fun. Uh, yeah, you are. Yeah. I was like, okay, Black Sabbath is on their final tour. And what was I'll the reasoning just... behind that? That it was just an oops? No, they were overcharging and someone oh, cool. really took them to court. Cool, cool, cool. Someone Dang. took them to court That's for awesome. overcharging tickets. And then everybody, I've seen po- people posting about it. And so I went in and checked mine. And sure enough, I have like five free tickets. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I lost it. What was it? Oh, 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 that actually taps into another uh, life hack. There's like a website called like classactionlawsuit.com or something where you could just, it just like lists a ton of class action lawsuits that you may be eligible for. And it could be anything from like, I bought a toaster from Sunbeam or something (laughs) in like the last 20 years or whatever. Um, But uh, do you remember that one for tuna? Where it was like you could either get cash back or a can of tuna. Ooh. I don't know if you remember that. Ify, who's uh, that's pretty my much co-host on mine. Uh-huh. I think he. I remember him doing that. That's so. great. That's pretty much all of those anyway. Like, oh, right. I mean, yeah. it, it ends up being more work to like send in a voucher or like re- even print something than than what the actual reward is. But if you're interested, if you got some time to kill kids and and adults and people listening uh you should go to that website uh this this episode i think is really interesting because we do have kind of like kids and adults and then um we have uh an issue of uh cost like all these things that have changed when we look at comic-con in 1991 oh my God. versus comic-con yeah. now yeah and i think it's great that you chose it when i think of comic-con or e3 or any of these events i think of danny fernandez oh my god uh, that really means a lot to me <laughs> it's really true and it, um i wasn't sure what episode you would pick but it makes so much sense that this is the episode that you um, asked to do. But what is the reason behind uh, this being your choice today? The, I used to force my mom to take me to <laughs> Comic-Con. You guys, really? Comic-Con, yeah. My parents were both born and raised in San Diego. And uh, so, it was. I mean, it was a big deal back then. It was still this massive place for us when we were little. But I went just to see the voice actors. Like, these people <laughs> were not famous, okay? No one knew what these You're guys looked like. You're a beautiful person, and they <laughs> thank you for it. <laughs> and I would go, and I would make them recite, like, their lines, you know? That's great. And um, I would go specifically to see the Funimation booth because I'm in love with Dragon Ball Z, and so I would obsessive... I don't know, like, I was... I To me, voice actors were my celebrities growing totally. up. So, so I would go there. It wasn't as big of a deal. I remember we would get a swag bag, though, and I would pick up um some uh manga and comic books and things like that but i just remember forcing my mom to take my little brother and i to go and then it turned into this huge thing and now it's almost 
it's not that I don't love it and I feel like maybe eventually it might change, but I feel like it's so Hollywood now. It is. The studios have definitely seen an opportunity for a right. huge marketing mm-hmm. ploy to like, you know, oh, oh, if we target like our demographic that's all in one room <laughs> yeah, and give them a bunch of like, I don't know, I'm thinking of Scott Pilgrim, give them a bunch <laughs> of like free garlic bread and say, go see this fucking movie you assholes <laughs> i don't know why they're so angry then you know they realized that may work yeah it's so funny that at the beginning of this you know they're driving and it it's very clearly something for nerds lisa's excited yeah, to go to comic-con yeah. and there's the line about like hurry if we don't get there soon like you know all the good comics will run out and she's yeah. like in what universe are there comics <laughs> at comic-con I know, I know. <laughs> and they've covered comic-con quite a bit in the simpsons i you know can remember just off the top of my head like three or four different instances and we've even talked about it on the show yeah we talked about it with Dana like Gould a little bit Mark Hamill too um, oh for yeah. sure I love how involved he is in this show yeah. um, I do know that this was also the first instance of comic book guy so yeah. I believe that this was and his first appearance and a lot of appearance. people were like is this based on Matt Groening <laughs> and Matt Groening was like no <laughs> I feel like a lot of people were probably is this based on me <laughs> exactly <laughs> well that's basically like yeah everybody was like be, be real is this based on you <laughs> I don't know who this character is uh, but Matt Groening was quoted to be like no it was based on a guy who worked at a comic book shop in Los Angeles California <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually have you know the direct not the direct quote maybe Oh, it was uh, Los Angeles Amok Bookshop, who, according to Simpsons writer George Meyer, often uh, this guy sat on a high stool, kind of lording over the store with that supercilious attitude. Okay, George Meyer, use <laughs> of the word supercilious, get out of here. <laughs> and eating behind the counter a big styrofoam container full of fried clams with a lot of tartar sauce. That's great. Wow, that's pretty perfect. It's kind of funny just how, like, you know, life imitates art and all that. But, like, before... This character, there weren't really characters like Comic Book Guy. I mean, we have yeah. Homer. Homer's a, a larger man who's right. kind of, you know, doing his own thing, but he's not a nerd. And right. then we have, as we've said on the show before, there's so many different kinds of um, nerd strains on The Simpsons. Because yeah. they really get it, because it's written kind of by nerds. Oh, and, yeah. Um, you know, they just do so many wonderful, like, variations of it. And I love having a, a guy who maybe shouldn't be super arrogant as the most pretentious pompous you know uh garter of the keys i feel like we still love him though totally you know that's the thing that they right yeah Yeah, that we relate to him so we love him even though we've all had someone like that either that we've been on a show with which i had recently not that long ago iffy or no no (laughs) (laughs) tell who name them I, you know, specificity you guys, is the soul of narrative. Continue. <laughs> I was on a nerd show or a nerd podcast. There was so, it was like a panel of us. And this guy just was like needed to talk about everything he's been or like every comic book he's read, the things he's been in. Like yeah. I, he was giving us his IMDb page basically. But nerd wise. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And then Star Trek. And I was also in the extras for I'm like, OK, dude, and they got to me. I'm like, I'm a writer in comic. Thank you. I have yeah. A, I have yeah. Drive Z podcast. You guys can move on. Like, right. right. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a lot of times especially when I'm on panels or something like I would rather 
I don't know. I feel weird about giving my credit sometimes. I would rather my f- humor speak for itself. Absolutely. Well, it's a defense mechanism, you know, because they feel yeah. insecure. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, that feeling when you're in high school and like the only thing that you have to like show that you have an identity and that you have a personality is like the bands you're into. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you like deck yourself out in like whatever band T-shirt and then you have like all these patches and pins and you walk into class and you're just like, you don't know me. I like dead Kennedys. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, OK, great. Like, good for you. You guys, unless you were me and I glued Dragon Ball Z trading cards to my binder, which that's not what you're supposed to do with trading cards, right. you guys. Well, that's, <laughs> I think, I think that's that. different. That's different than like just being a fan and like wanting to oh, right. of course, adorn yeah. your belongings with, yeah. you know, your fandom. But but I feel like the same thing happens in Hollywood a lot, is especially with like a comic book guy looking motherfucker who like walks in and is like, you may look at me and assume certain things, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that I've done stuff. And it's like, okay. You know, but when like the real people like Judd Apatow doesn't walk into the room being like, hello, I'm Judd Apatow. Oh, my God. Judd Apatow wears things. Yeah. He wears like his shirts have stains on them. And they every time I see him at UCB, I mean, he's fantastic. And he just wears like these beat up tennis shoes. Yeah. And he like, looks like a Judd Apatow fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's, like I think fans. that it that it's like comes from a confidence and 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 being relaxed in like yeah. you don't have to prove yourself to the world. You kind of you're not just hanging out and I feel like he was that way even before he reached fame yeah I do feel like though that women are treated differently in the nerd world explain how so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Lisa I've never could, uh, <laughs> experienced this personally I really want to know <laughs> I just you know what I was actually at my tr- I was working out with my personal trainer and I was wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt and a guy at the gym asked is is she wearing your shirt he Ew. asked that to my trainer yes uh, and mm. i pulled out my new tattoos which are of goku and vegeta and i was like no it's mine yeah like, i feel it's just yeah i experience a little bit of sexism as far as like fandom goes and and tv shows and and blah 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 um my fiance works on uh, Mr. Pickles on Adult Swim, which is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, um, a very like gruesome, grotesque, uh, it's a satanic lassie, but like <laughs> he, the dog kills people and there's a lot of like fun, gross stuff. And ever since we started dating, people would come up to me and be like, do you watch the show? Do you really? What do you think? And I'm like, what? Because I'm a girl? Right. That, like I can't appreciate something? Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm like, and gross. it's yeah, it's super gross. I'm like, I like it. Fuck you. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, you know what? Going back uh to the episode I do, I just remember being I do remember being uh there wasn't as many girls at the at the comic book conventions and things like that, but it's still I also saved up my money to to buy comics and I just feel like I related to this so much. Yeah. And it was all things too that it's like I don't I don't know. Like I I didn't really have actually friends that uh that got it. It was mm-hmm. really hard finding girlfriends at the time. I just wasn't in the right spot and area, I feel like cuz now that's all I'm surrounded around uh with, but it was um, a different time back then, I feel. Yeah, like. yeah. We've yeah. reached like a new age of it being not only more socially acceptable to come out and be like, yeah, I'm a nerd. But then also, what does that mean anymore? But like that there is a culture that sort of fosters that kind of nerdiness Mm -hmm. and, and accepts 
people of both genders or whatever to like you know embrace this thing that uh previously was predominantly male yeah i will tell you guys though that i'd be super into bus man if they oh (laughs) that's all i was thinking about i was like man and like the the cover looks awesome (laughs) it does ginormous well it kind of it made me think of like um ant-man in the way that it's Mm -hmm. like this sort of underdoggy kind of like unlikely hero and i would love i just love otto so much because he's like such a blissed out character like yeah. you know he's just so much fun and like nothing bothers him in like a great way of course that leads to him being like really careless and reckless with the lives of young <laughs> children but um he's just he's just such a, a content dude i feel like he's fun. yeah he's like a fun stoner type there were so many of those types uh that we had growing up like one of my favorites that i always talk about is uh ed from good burger yeah well, like yes. he clearly was a stoner but they couldn't talk about I him being know. a stoner so kel mitchell has gone on the record various times to be like he wasn't he was oh, just right. a little dim and he i was, was like <laughs> Sure, Kel Mitchell. <laughs> sure. Handling it. And um, another one is SpongeBob, who's kind of like somebody made an argument that Ed and SpongeBob are actually kind of the same person because they're weird. They both work at a restaurant. They like piss off their employees. I love and that. They're, like kind of like stoners that they can't really talk about on these kids shows. I wanted to ask you guys, though, because I feel like the the with Dragon Ball Z, we run into this a lot. Do you feel like your show is more for kids or adults? Like, what would you because this episode, this felt, I was watching this episode and it felt more like it was for something that I would watch when I was younger. Like mm-hmm. it was for kids, the, specifically right. this episode. I think specific, I think you're right. Specifically, this episode feels more toward kids because not only is it a kid's story, but it's kid issues that they're relating right. to of pulling your money of, you know, chores and wanting something so bad, but your parents won't get it for you. Yeah, I think The Simpsons is just so good at knowing that kids are smart and that you could write a show for adults and that the kids will love it. And that if you have themes that kids will like and it's about the family, um, it's just going to be for everyone. I think it's absolutely just for everyone. Well, that wasn't what my mom thought when I was younger. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I looked up this. So this uh, came out before I was turning three. So I can guarantee I didn't see this when it originally came out. But um, yeah, it was one of the things. My mom is a hardcore Catholic and she just was like, didn't think, I think it was probably around the time when I was like seven or eight when I feel like my fellow classmates were kind of getting into The Simpsons and she just didn't want us to watch it. Um, she, But she also uh, didn't really like us listening to Kiss FM. So I grew up <laughs> listening to K-Earth 101, ah! which is probably also why I love, yeah. we were talking earlier how I love Elvis and and when yeah. I was little, I used to have a bracelet of, uh, I bought it on a road trip and it was all of Elvis's um, childhood school yearbook photos. <laughs> Do you still have it? I don't know if I, it might be in my jewelry box. It's great. That's it was awesome. all black and white photos of him as a kid, which is really creepy, but whatever. No, I love um, it. Yeah. So, so I grew up listening to the oldies and I grew up um, watching a lot of uh, Nickelodeon, actually, which is weird. I want to be like, Mom, you let me watch Ren and Stimpy, but you were against me watching The Simpsons. So finally, when I right. got into middle school, was when I could start really watching The Simpsons, King of the Hill. Um, oh, King of the Hill, so good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and I, when I later moved to Texas, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah, lived in Dallas, I bet. So. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, well, Mike Judge still lives in Austin, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the coolest dude. Yeah, yeah. Austin's he's great. So Austin's cool. Um, <laughs> it's another big comic book place. But yeah, it was so weird that I, I almost feel like I got like a second 
got Simpsons like secondhand. You know, a lot oh, of the stuff yeah. I didn't see when it first came out. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we run into that a lot because of that very reason that parents were against it. And I think we, we've talked about this a little bit, um, but like that early like underachiever and proud of it kind of Bart culture that they fostered in the first season because they thought that it was going to be like a Bart oriented show, and then of course it evolves. Um, a lot of parents were just immediately like, no, 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 no. Right. In the same way that you know, later we saw with South Park and then even later we saw with Harry Potter. And of course, you know, the biggest uh, hypocritical part of this is that they didn't check it out themselves because obviously with The Simpsons, if they did sit down and watch it, they would see that it's a very family oriented show with a lot of really good, strong morals. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to, you know, sort of like not being able to watch the Simpsons and then also kind of being forced into whatever their parents were listening to or watching, oh, right. you know, yeah. here comes like kiss. I mean, not kiss up, but the K earth one, which like by the way is fantastic. It I'm is really fantastic. glad that I grew up with the oldies. Yeah. There's something about, oh God, I, I, I'm sure there's like an article out there on the internet somewhere of like, you know, the hosts of K earth one Oh one. Cause it sounds like I want to see images of their faces cause their voices sound so hollow and robotic <laughs> at this point, especially where there's just like saying, introing the same five songs. Oh, right. Right. Later. Well, it's always sad whenever they add a new song in there when it's oh, like, Oh yeah. no, that's, that's not that old. You guys stop. It's like when Nick at night had like uh, fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. I'm oh, like, that stop me it. out. That I'm not okay with you out. putting full yeah. house on here. I know my mom, uh, <laughs> Well, I grew up uh, listening to uh, classic rock radio stations um, that my mom would play. And I remember when they started playing Foo Fighters and Nirvana. And I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, right. No, this is not okay. Why? 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 But then we also kind of see that with The Simpsons. And we've covered this in other episodes, too, where they kind of shift the timeline of when Homer and Marge met. Because they've been on so long that, you know, in order for them to still be in their 30s, they have to, like, have met in the 90s or whatever. Anyway. Um, So before we get too far into the specifics of uh, the episode, uh, we should go and read our little synopsis. I have it right here. Okay. Uh, In this episode, Bart catches a glimpse of the original issue of Radioactive Man for sale at a comic book convention. So he, Martin, and Milhouse combine their money to buy the valuable comic book, only to lose it due to their selfishness and inability to share. <laughs> and then there are other things that happen. I felt so bad for them. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. After they took like such care with like, I mean, I love the detail in this episode of them using these little tongs. Oh, to right. Sanit- sanitizing <laughs> it. <laughs> sanitizing <laughs> it. I know. And I relate to that of like having, for, I mean, I can't remember like what valuable thing I had as a child but like when you only have like five things to your name <laughs> that's you so know? true and you're just like don't you touch my Furby <laughs> <laughs> it has to be immaculate I or was something a, I had a Pikachu you guys in a box that was I don't know why I thought it would be and Beanie Babies do you guys remember yes. I had tag protectors uh, on are my you Beanie Babies kidding me yes, yes. We did have Beanie Babies. I will speak for both of us. I did we not, did. but I okay. did. You grew up I in was Orange County, too, right? Talking yeah, the I Royal Long Beach. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I missed, I mean, I just didn't do a lot of the stuff that was popular, like, in the 90s. Um, yeah. I did collect Simpsons toys. I had all yeah. those in boxes, I and then I, I played with two. some yeah. of them, too. Yeah. My mom yeah. bought, uh, when Spice Girl dolls first oh, came right. on the market, my mom bought them all. Um, and, and she was the one that actually made a big speech to me about how valuable they would be. I think she Mama was thinking Spice. about Mama Spice. She was thinking about, uh, Beatlemania, which, uh, as we all know through history telling was just us, a fad. Was just a fad. <laughs> no, it was not the same as with the Spice Girls. Um, 
but they were really positioning themselves as that, especially with the the movie Spice World. But yeah, I remember her buying all of the toys for me, and I immediately opened them and started playing with them because <laughs> that's I was what they're a for. Fucking kid. So there goes that college fund that I've, she set up for me. I've never, I've never purchased. I do have comic books, but I've never bought one that was you know a first edition where you can't play with it or read it or anything like that i do have something i have a manga from uh dbz from japan that uh is like torn i'm like colored in it (laughs) it's like half torn i thought about selling it and uh i don't know yeah i thought those comic like they're they were comic books. Uh, they had lines for me to color in them. Right. <laughs> Do you have anything that's like in a glass case that you don't want to touch? I don't. No. no, I don't think. Um, you know, I have a lot of autograph stuff from cons and even art, but I don't. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm not. That's one thing where I don't. Uh, the things that I collect, I don't even mind if something. I mean, I would be sad if something happened to them, but I don't uh, keep them away. I want people to see them and touch right, them. Right. Right. So. I think I'm of the same mindset, just because I. I don't, I mean, what good is having something that's like in a case? You're going to piss off a lot of people. I know. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no. I mean, that, that's, that's just my own personal taste. I don't judge people that have that. And certainly they are probably well off later on when they sell it for oh, yeah. large amounts of money. But, but who actually yeah. sells? I feel like fans wouldn't. Well, that's why you're, I mean, you're supposed to get two. You're supposed to get one no, for yourself right. and then you're supposed <laughs> to sell. get one to sell later. You guys, yeah. those Zelda, um, we were talking about how I was at E3 and the Zelda tokens um, that they handed out there for free, by the way. Uh, once you played the Zelda game at E3, you got a Zelda token and um, they sold for $300. Oh one. my God. One. Somebody uh, screenshot uh, eBay and they were like, these have all sold. And it was just a listing of all of the Zelda tokens tokens wow. that people were selling three hundred dollars that's insane and i talked I to someone they were like i would uh <laughs> i want three <laughs> i talked to somebody and they were like no i would uh i would buy that yeah so yeah so yeah yeah i don't know I fandom don't know. is such a, a thing and it's and obviously crazy. you guys have seen that um with the simpsons as well but i think it's something that's so nice because it's something that even kids nowadays could pick up Right. And that right. is something too I like about my own fandom as well. That I feel like it's something that kids today it still holds up. And watching this, I that's what I realized. Yeah. I actually just remembered that this weekend, uh, which will have just happened, listeners, <laughs> um, Marsha Wallace is having uh her estate sale. So there's going to be oh, wow. a lot of Simpson stuff. Oh, and damn. so um Julia and Danny, since I can't help the listeners because it's already <laughs> happened, you guys should go check out the Marshall Wallace estate sale for some Simpsons memorabilia. That's so crazy. And also maybe some Bob Newhart stuff because she was on that as well. Oh, oh cool. Interesting. Yeah. Both my of my favorite was, things. Um, the warm up comic for Bob Newhart. Oh, wow. oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Have I never said that before? No. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. That's a little Prescott family uh, <laughs> trivia. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that show so much. And mm. like, I definitely like. Uh, if I answered phones more, would want to answer like how Bob Newhart does at the beginning. Just hello. I was thinking about that. I went to, um, uh, have you guys ever been to that show set list? Um, yeah. Stand up show where I've seen, I know of it. Well, yeah, it's uh, for people that don't know, it's um, a comedy show where comedians are given their set list and they kind of have to improvise a stand up set on the spot. And there was one slide that Lizzie Cooperman got where it was just it just said the three types of hello. And I was thinking about that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I was like, give me the mic. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Something I think is funny is that when um, 
Bart and all of them are looking through the comics and they see the first one. It's in the briefcase and they're just like, you could have sell that for like a million dollars. She's like, I could, but I'll give it to you for a hundred because you remind me of me. Yeah. I <laughs> Which know. I think is actually kind of sweet. It is. I, but I also kind of took it as bullshit because then later he has it in, maybe I'm reading too much into this, later he has it in the display case for listing as a hundred dollars. Hey, radioactive man number seven. It's imaginary tale where radioactive man marries larva girl. Wow, number nine. That's before Fallout Boy became his ward. Tell you what, I'll show you something very special if you promise to put your grubby little hand behind your back and keep in there. Behold. Wow, radioactive man number one. No, not I bet it's worth a million bucks. It is, my lad. But I'll let you have it for a hundred because you remind me of me. Oh. All I got is 30. Then you cannot have it. But I must. Until this moment, I never knew why God put me on this earth. But now I know to buy that comic book. Your emotion is out of place here, son. Yeah. At the comic book. So you, he was just being a charmer. I think that he probably does, I though. I feel mm-hmm. like he probably can relate to having... I mean, there's to truth to that, too. I just I saw that <laughs> later and was like... cynical side. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, there is actually you guys so we, so um, on Magnolia there are a ton of vintage uh, comic book shops and vintage uh, places oh yeah in where uh, in Burbank mm-hmm. on Magnolia um, I've been they have um, like Simpsons lunch boxes they yeah. have old um, like GI Joe dolls um, a lot of Star Wars stuff peanuts peanuts was another thing that I was like oh huge yeah into. yeah me too um, which is just now looking back I'm like why did you make uh charlie brown's life so awful i I, I relate to him as an adult yeah but you know what there's something about and we'll get back to the simpsons after this but there's something about peanuts in that it's kind of like if you were to like try to make that show today or try to make that comic strip today like there's no formula for why it works but it just works like there's something that's so like sympathetic about the way that the characters are drawn and like there's something that's so warm and kind about like the stories that come out of it that I was just thinking about this the other day of like how it shouldn't have worked like it's about a kid where everything gets like <laughs> he's like he gets a, shit on a human constantly. form of Eeyore <laughs> he's a human Eeyore and you know like all the kids are pretty sassy to him and we should hate all of them <laughs> but yeah. we don't i and I then there's like, joe cool we can talk about that <laughs> well yeah that's true i feel like everyone in their life ha- knows a lucy i feel like yeah. everyone in their life knows a millhouse um i i feel like growing up they there are ship them ship them she would be into him yeah you're right um so because that's her type like right. uh genius kind of nerdy uh, and then we kind of see those tropes in um hey arnold with helga pataki oh tr- true arnold. yeah 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 you got that movie coming out Oh, it's gonna be all hey kinds girl. of kissing. Ooh. Is there a, hey, a new Hey Arnold? It's like either a movie or a series that's coming oh back God. to Netflix. Oh, oh Netflix yeah, it's is gonna be doing great. everything right. Well, I think they really. I think that they honestly realized how nostalgic we are, oh, and the fact that '90s kids will one if we want something, we'll get it. Mm-hmm. Like so, they brought back Splat um, with uh, bringing back all the Nicktoons. Yeah, yeah, um, and that that is, I think '90s stuff is what's paying right now oh yeah so. because all the kids that were you know eight nine ten during that 
era. We have money our, now. We have money now. We're and adults. They, we've, with adult And jobs. we want to show it to our kids. Uh, yeah. We all have pet kids, but other people I that know. have kid <laughs> kids. I know, I know. <laughs> well, then also, I think that there's like something about being in like a scary adult world where nostalgia is True. a necessity in True. order to just get through the day. <laughs> I honestly feel like I try at times when there's so many bad things going on, even on the internet where it just seems like people are arguing and whatnot, I just want to... Um, like disappear into my fandom and yeah. like just oh I'm just gonna tweet about this now and I'm just gonna go to cons and I'm just gonna live in this like fake not fake but I'm just gonna live in this little bubble world um I feel like a lot of times people uh that have gotten into comic books do because they needed to yeah like you especially women you know like um I feel like a lot of times we have there's a need for even female superheroes because I feel like uh women we have needed female superheroes so um that's kind of why I, I got really into wonder woman um i love the wonder woman chronicles i highly recommend them to anyone they're like her, her first ever uh it's when she first appeared um in dc or uh to ha to had her own comic um yeah sorry i went off on a no tangent. no, no okay. i, I was on a panel right. i was on a panel we were talking about the psychology of of uh women in in comic books and um the amount of violence uh, in the world is directed towards women. So it only makes sense that we would actually need superheroes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I feel like the reason why I got so immersed in fandom and why you guys probably got so immersed in your fandom and stuff is because we kind of needed it. Like mm -hmm. I was bullied a lot when I was younger uh, for various reasons. One of them was because I was in love with anime, um, which even now kind of has like a weird uh, connotation. People mm -hmm. think of like... Uh, tentacle porn yeah they sexualize or, it yeah they sexualize it yeah or cartoons uh in general um i can't tell you how many times i've seen um weird simpsons uh oh, stuff I popping up I can't even. i'm like mm -hmm. just because i'm into cartoons doesn't mean i want to see and but you are that's you. totally fine yeah but that's, that's true just not for you that's true <laughs> yeah yeah that's fine um no i no, was i did I used to read saying. erotic fan fiction uh of my own personal character so um i haven't read any <laughs> homer and marge uh, marge ever but um uh, yeah. the way we was is pretty hot it is, is it pretty hot. well the one i remember being not um you know i was still too young but i remember the episode where uh they are trying to spice things up and are uh, having like public sex and are yeah. naked a bunch i was just like this is yeah, Homer and Marge Fun. get freaky. No, Marge with her hair down. Marge I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Every time she, ha I'm like, yeah, she's girl. so pretty. So <laughs> recently, she looks like I love my mom. I'm she's beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah, she's really pretty. I loved recently uh, on Twitter our our past Nick guest Nick Weiger uh, <laughs> made a declarative statement about how uh, Homer is not very horny. And then I, oh, repl right. I replied, Marge is horny. Yeah. <laughs> and then you replied that Mayor Quimby. Uh, oh, Mayor Quimby <laughs> was saying like, listen, we are all frightened and horny. <laughs> Like uh, I like the word horny a lot. I think it's, it's really hilarious funny. And uh, good. I love that it's uh, making a comeback. Oh, um, yeah. It's here in a real big way. But yeah, no, I mean, relating to your point that I, I agree. And that's probably why um, I really identified with Lisa when I was watching I the so show. Yeah, and so. I just wanted to be her in such a big way. And like characters like her and like I'll even throw in like Rory Gilmore from Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. um, I watched these characters and I was always like a big bookworm kind of 
indoor kid. I had asthma too, so that kind of helped it. I couldn't really play <laughs> many sports. The stereotype. I, I even went to <laughs> asthma camp. We'll talk about it. Um, court ordered. I'm not court ordered. Do- or doctors ordered um, uh, to learn about my illness. Anyway, <laughs> I I spent all of my um, allowance on books. I you know pulled my money every week and went to Barnes and Noble and bought books. And you know in watching The Simpsons and seeing this character who isn't afraid to be intelligent and isn't afraid to be different than everyone else, even though she has her moments where she feels like she's on the outside of her you know social group in summer four foot two you know she feels very isolated it's very relatable and I think that a lot of kids you know boys or girls or whatever like saw that in her and related to it and just that outsider status and feeling alone because you know you are so unique in the way that you see the world that no one else can relate to you in that way. So that's very isolating. I felt, you know, my, um, I related to Lisa and the fact that like my family used to tell me, they used to call my bedroom a cave. They'd oh, be like, Oh, really? you need to come out. Yeah. Because I just wanted to read. I did the same thing. Yeah. I'd go to the library. I'd pick up books. I just, my mom, Oh my gosh. She would tell people when they'd come over, there's Danny. She has, she, all she needs is an apple and a good book. And yeah. like, mom, can you stop telling people that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I remember I read, um, oh my, I relate to Lisa and Bart so much with my brother and I, I read um, the Chronicles of Narnia for my older brother. <laughs> yeah. And told him about it for his book report. Oh he my hated God, reading. That's, really funny. that's so yeah. great. I've done similar things, but in college. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in college. Yeah. And it just was like, I don't know why, but, but um, I feel like I kind of relied on this and relied on characters that were similar to this because because of that, because I was bullied and things right, like that. Right. And even just having, and even the whole fact of like her family not really understanding her yeah. and not really being able to relate to her. And I feel like even though my family loved me, they were like, what is wrong with you? Here are these other two that want to go out and play and here you are and you just want, but I mean, in the end that ended up working out for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's like a, a sense of like a rebellious, like take back the night that comes with a character like Lisa. And it also, I think comes with what we were talking about earlier with like liking what you like and damn it all and going to Comic-Con and who cares. And, you know, I love that spirit. And I love that that seems to be what is like at the forefront of nerd culture right now of just like being like loud and proud to like, there was <laughs> to a borrow girl- a term from the LGBTQ community, but loud and proud about what, you like there was a girl in my high school and she wore a cape every day to school yeah and I just now I'm thinking like oh shit like you really I pretended to not give a fuck you actually didn't give a fuck I had and a like I wore a cloak so. you had a cloak mm-hmm. there was a suit kid who wore, wore a suit Alan every Williams. day George no. Coffee. <laughs> no <laughs> sorry that's really? for our LA friends <laughs> um, um but I love that I want to just talk about some of my favorite uh, moments of the episode. There are so many, and uh, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. Um, w- one of the things that made me laugh the hardest is just the Simpsons are so good at always including um, pop culture references in a way that is so subtle and that makes you want to look it up, or there will be something that you're just like, that kind of seems like it must be from something. Um, you know, I'll start with something that no one knows, uh, at least I doubt most people know because it's a movie from 1948 is the treasure of Sierra Madre uh that's just when everyone's getting super paranoid like they're just Uh like oh but it's gonna be like oh that's exactly what you want me to think and like see and like that very (laughs) funny way of talking it sounds kind of like the way that John Swartzwalder books read of just that very kind of old-timey old-timey radio um, (laughs) Edward G G Robinson (laughs) that was when they were in the treehouse later Mm -hmm. okay yeah, Yeah, yeah um but my my favorite moment um is the wonder years 
Yes. yes. It's so good. So so for those who don't remember, uh, there's this great scene where they're all at the diner. And uh, Marge is suggesting, you know, since uh, Bart's not able to get the money, why don't you get a part-time job? Maybe a part-time job is the answer. And she goes through her experience of what she was trying to get. Her easy um, bake oven yes. was so oh, hilarious. No. And what she a great flashback. So I love little Marge. <laughs> I, she was like, Marge. okay. <laughs> and we also, we get that. No, and we get that amazing um, kind of like origin story of Patty and Selma's voice. I know. Right, right. Um, so how they have all this bit they time. had normal voices yeah. until they started of smoking. Of course. Not just normal, it's faxy. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but then, uh, yeah, so when uh, she's saying, like, maybe a part time job is the answer, uh, Bart says, Oh, mom, I couldn't ask you to do that. <laughs> You're already taking care of Maggie and Lisa, such a handful. And Lisa's like, She means you. Uh, and then we end up just having this amazing, um, what is the name of that song? The da, 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 da. A turn, turn, <laughs> whatever. Turn. Yeah, whatever. God damn it, this but, but drive I, joke I was all uh, crazy. I know. I, uh, and and the Wonder Years was such a popular show at the time. Yes, for them. To and it was voiced it. by Daniel Stern, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, me get a job? Were they serious? I didn't realize it at the time, but a little piece of my childhood had slipped away forever. And there's just that thing that everyone makes what fun are you of. Staring at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing at that moment. My dad and I were closer than we've ever. Bart, stop it. <laughs> Sorry. It, it, no, it's perfect. And it's there's there's the YouTube video that was really popular when it first came out of removing the narration from Kevin and oh, just yeah. how awkward and silent <laughs> it was. Yeah. But the Simpsons did it first. I know. Simpsons did Simpsons it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> you know, Bart, when I was your age, the one thing I wanted more than anything in the world was a child-sized electric light bulb oven. My parents wouldn't give me the money, so I went to my sisters, Patty and Selma. We'll give you half our allowance. Uh-huh. But you have to be our slave. Okay. This gives us a lot more free time. Uh Uh-huh. Let's take up smoking. For months, I worked and worked while my sisters smoked and smoked. Venus. Oh, Venus. We want those dress shields hand-washed and dripped dried but the big day finally came and because i'd worked for it all those light bulb warm treats always tasted extra good so maybe a part-time job is the answer oh mom i couldn't ask you to do that you're already taking care of maggie and lisa is such a handful she means you should get a job stupid me get a job were they serious I didn't realize it at the time, but a little piece of my childhood had slipped away forever. Bart, what are you staring at? Uh, nothing. He didn't say it, and neither did I, but at that moment, my dad and I were closer than we ever... Stop it! Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there are so many great jokes in this episode. Um, So then he uh, is determined to get a part-time job after many uh, starts and stops with his own pursuits like uh, a lemonade stand and I love how Lisa helps him it's <laughs> like, like oh this is so embarrassing this. it's like yeah you gotta you gotta really like pathetic up basically is what she says <laughs> and she like turns around the letters to make it look like way more little rascals and uh, I love how mischievous yeah. he is that he went and just went straight for beer. Yeah. After that. Nickel beer. Yes. The cops can buy. You got a liquor license. And uh, he offers them a beer to appease them. 
Um, and then, I'm trying to think of like illegal things that I've done yeah. for money when I was younger. Oh, um, I got one. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember I went to Costco and <laughs> I went to Costco. Um, I got uh, like a big box of those like little gummy burgers things. Oh, sh- I and love And I sold those. them at my middle school for 25 cents a piece out of my backpack. Just That's smart. Had, That's like, not a brilliant illegal. idea. Yeah. Well... That's delicious. It was, it, I, I had some cash for like, it was a pretty good couple of weeks until one of the gym teachers saw me sell it out of my backpack and was like, you can't do that. What are you doing? And that's all it takes for me. Like it, once oh, an right. adult is like, you can't do that. I was like, no, all right. You know, like <laughs> Abe Simpson walking out of the door as soon as he walks in, like, do, 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 do. Yeah. And I'm done. So I did that. And I don't know if I did any other. I was a like baby. I mean, my, my, you guys you want a cash cow babysitting, babysitting made me so much money my when I was in high school and the thing that people don't realize about babysitting is that you see other people's lives yep yeah and uh when you're in the suburbs lives are very interesting yeah people think that those people have normal lives no they don't it's it was exactly like desperate housewives I was a I was a nanny and a babysitter in Dallas in my high school years and uh I saw a lot of things (laughs) uh we had a place Crap, we had a bar down the street from us. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like where friends go to meet new friends. And I always, when I was in high school, I used to say where married people go to meet other married people. Yeah, (laughs) that sounds about right. (laughs) So that was kind of my uh, experimenting into getting a job. And then my first job was uh, at a cashier at Kroger. Shout out to Kroger. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah, my mom used to babysit. Well, she was the oldest of six kids, and so she was, like, forced to babysit um, all the time, you know, not just her own siblings, but around the neighborhood. And so, you know, she, like, made a vow to me when I was a kid. Like, I would never, I will never make you babysit. Oh, really? Like, it's the worst thing in the world. (laughs) Yeah, so when I was 15, I think, I got my first job um, in this cafe in North Hollywood, California. Um, that's still open. It's called Hollenbeck's. You should swing by. It's Western <laughs> themed. Tip your waitresses. It's tip your waitresses. Western themed um, and right next to an acting school. So that means that all the clientele were oh obnoxious as fuck. They were just always making a big show of how they had scripts in their hand mm-hmm. and they'd be at the there counter. There was nothing on them. They just no. were holding pieces Yeah, they were just paper. like, oh, I have to get these lines from uh, five easy pieces memorized by two. I'll have a ham sandwich. Like, oh, <laughs> God, I remember even being 15 and rolling my eyes. Yeah. Uh, and, of, of course, Bart could never do any kind of real work, like, in yeah. terms of, like, he could never babysit. He could never be trusted to do anything. So he does kind of just, like, outside work and, like, the kind of work that I remember doing as a kid a lot, which was, like, pulling weeds like wh- i feel like there were more weeds in the 90s i know um <laughs> go on record to say that <laughs> i love that <laughs> what happened to all the weeds <laughs> um what up with the weeds <laughs> <Hashtag>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i love the our entryway into this um plot and that it's just marge speaking to another woman at the hair salon and of course oh, it's right. like this old woman who's completely out of touch voiced by cloris leachman mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. you know go-to old lady voice in any cartoon or otherwise and she's you know has she's completely out of touch with the world and like what anything costs and yeah makes them do all this hard labor and that i feel like i remember that happening all the time like doing something really hard and then getting paid 
uh, what is essentially two quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, I've of course, of <laughs> Homer saying, well, not my day. That was, you know, that was a lot of money. It was? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a really big disappointing beat with this because we've been following Bart in his for struggle. Well, I think we feel bad for him. Yeah. Because, I mean, him actually getting a job basically. or actually trying to do work. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. shit. It's like Bart gets an F. Bart gets an F. So, we, yeah, we, like, really want Bart to win. And then he's, like, getting, like, you know, he, he gets, like, ripped up, basically, from all these weeds. And he gets, like, you know, ripped up from, like, <laughs> guttering the whatever, the gutters. Um, and, uh, but there are also really funny moments when he's, like, in her house and she's, like, showing him pictures. And I love that oh, beat right. where he's, like, uh, <laughs> you know, this is my, I think it was, like, her uncle her brother her, her brother. brother yeah yeah like he held a grenade too long <laughs> and then we see the flashback the cutaway is perfect yeah, it's like <laughs> this one's for you kaiser bill from the boys and d company johnny harrison brooklyn bob and yeah even reggie and it just blows <laughs> up in his hand it's so that would funny. happen to me i'd also be the villain that like explains my plot to people <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd yeah. be like uh whatever monologuing yeah monologuing yeah for sure what from the incredibles no i was gonna oh. say austin powers oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 that would so be me I just always think about uh, you know, a lot of people talk about The Incredibles uh, in their day to day. It was a good movie, guys. No, but oh, I just right, remember right. Um, that commentary on, and I never heard it phrased in that way. That commentary on villains monologuing. I and love like it. How they need to have that dramatic beat before they roll out. <laughs> when they could have just been like, "Boom, you're dead." Yeah. <laughs> but that's bad for. But that's why that's why people become villains is so that they can be yes, heard. We yeah. need to tell you guys. I don't know why I keep relating myself as a villain, but we need to tell you guys. Well, why. Right. all villains were underdogs once so that's why the incredibles is so good is because you get you watch syndrome become syndrome mm -hmm. I, know. I love the incredibles ah, i love the incredibles <laughs> i yeah. wanted to mention um we get to see bartman the, which was like I a know. huge outside of the simpsons phenomenon like inside the simpsons i really couldn't care less i think it's kind of cute but like i wouldn't have remembered that that happened right um but outside of the simpsons it's huge it's on t-shirts you know do the Bartman. We yeah. get a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the way that this comes into play is we find out that tickets are $8. That's already a joke in and of itself. Um, but $5 if you come dressed as a cartoon character. And Lisa's just says like, oh, too bad we didn't come. And then Bart says, this looks like a discount <laughs> he for just that on him. <laughs> yeah. Bartman. And that's such a, that's a thing that still happens, you know, not at Comic-Con because who cares? Everyone. Uh, at, anyway. um, at sports games too. Yeah. Yeah. See how if they you refer dress to up them like, as sports games. If you dress up like, uh, you know, a crazy a idiot. Crazy, yeah, a, a Satan you or get, somebody with you get the a free bubble horns. Yeah, you can yeah. get in. I felt so bad for him still that yeah. it was like he comes up and he was like, never heard of him. You yeah. Know? Who most of the things at Comic Con, I can guarantee you have not heard of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, we get to the point, and I think this is around like the third act of this episode where, um, you know, Bart finally has a little bit more money. He's gone from 30 to 35 dollars martin's at the um comic book store he's got about 40 and then millhouse really wants that what was it <laughs> to call yes zemsky with the big sideburns and he's got enough money and together they have enough for the comic book and so they all go in and buy it together and it's such a good commercial break right when they go outside it starts raining and it's uh bart's just like all right fellas you could read this anytime you want and then they get into a fight already of just like who's gonna take it home and then comic book guy comes out and is just like yeah he's like yeah it looks like you got more than you bargained for or whatever <laughs> with, a, with a wonderful evil laugh and yeah. then even just the animation of switching the open sign to closed while it's raining is so such a beautiful dramatic beat yeah 
Can you let me have it for $40? 40 bucks? Forget it. You made me get off my stool for that. It's all I've got. I sold seeds. I visited my aunt in the nursing home. I fished a dime out of the sewer, for God's sake. No way. What do you want? Can I have it for 35 No! No! Freaking kids! I do not need this! I've got a master's degree in folklore and mythology! Excuse me, do you have the Carl Yastrzemski baseball card from 1973 when he had big sideburns? Show me 30 bucks, because if you ain't got it, I ain't getting off the stool. Okay. Wait a minute, Martin. If you, Milhouse, and I went in together, we could buy a copy of Radioactive Man number one right now! Wow! Here you go, mutton chop yet. I don't want it. Freaking kids. Look, pal, we got a hundred bucks and we'd like to buy Radioactive Man number one. So why don't you just waddle over there and get it? Yes, sir. Wow. Breathe it in, boys. Oh, this is the stuff dreams are made of. It smells like my grandpa. Uh-oh. Looks like rain. We better get this baby home. Uh uh-oh. Looks like you bought more than you bargained for. <laughs> and then uh, I want to talk about the animation uh, style of, so they're flipping through the comic book, mm-hmm. but we see like just frame by frame comic book style right. animation. And it's just really interesting. It's very creative in a way to show that they're reading this comic book. And then we hear the voice of Radioactive Man. It's just very interesting choice. It's crazy too that that I feel like there's such a resurgence of comic books now that we kind of moved from, because you know, like a lot of these we would watch on, on like I watched Batman, the animated series and things like that, that it's crazy to actually how exciting comic books themselves are, you know, and I feel like they captured that. I love, I feel like most of the comic books that I do own are so beautiful that you could like take the pages out and frame them. Yeah. You know, like you could put them up. All of them are like pieces of artwork. So yeah, no, it's incredible. And I, you know, in my adult life, I've gotten to know uh, quite a bit of people who do graphic novels and illustrations and stuff like that. And to know Lucky. their... P- Lucky. <laughs> I mean, we all do. We all live in L.A. <laughs> I mean, you guys all do. Um, it's nothing special. But, um, but yeah. I, I speak I've on really behalf of our listeners. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, but it's it to understand, yeah, there is a lot of work that goes into every single page. Like, I think I took it for granted until I fully understood what the process is like. And not only to figure out, um, you know, what kind of drawing style you want to give these certain characters and how you're going to present these stories. It's like really great visual storytelling. I mean, that's obvious, but you know what I mean? Well, the fact too, that people are paying so much attention that they're now angry and starting fights <laughs> on the internet with the choices you hey, make with your comic books. There it yep. is. It's uh, yeah. kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, and bad. I will say, uh, last week we had, uh, on the internet, uh, a big fight explode about, uh, you only move twice. Yeah. Uh, Albert Brooks's character throws, uh, asks Homer, have you ever, uh, seen a man throw a shoe? And he laughs and says, ha, yeah, yeah once. once. And then there was a huge fight about like whether it was, uh, yeah, he had already seen one week. or, but it, it was apparently like the Simpsons version of the dress. Yes. Um, yeah. which is very that fun is, to watch. That is a great way to summarize it. Yeah. And it is fun to watch when people are having arguments about nonsense, I, like how Allie doesn't like apples. <laughs> Fuck apples. Apple gate. I want to bring apple juice. <laughs> Do you really back. not like apples? I don't like apples, but I like apples in things. Like oh, I just, right. Apple yeah. juice or cider. Yeah, I, mean, I love I'm going to get an apple that will blow your mind. If, if it's a red delif- delicious, I will throw it 
on the ground. No, I'm going to no, find a red never. delicious. Listen, That's Allie, how. I am your friend. Do not ever bite into a Washington <laughs> apple. It is not worth your time. Oh my I God. You. No. Are you on her side? There are so many. Is this how we become friends <laughs> and then so, don't become friends? It's so dark and yucky. Yeah, no. that's the thing. Like, they're, they're the ones I, they put out at the hotel. No, yeah. Because nope. nobody wants them. Well, you know what? Hey, this is what I got to say. You're, you're, eating the, them. you're eating the wrong fucking apples. Okay? That's my point. You can't have like bad oranges or bad bananas. Like, there's they're a, all just one good banana. There's and a one bad good version of everything. That is true. There are but good versions the, of everything. The ratio too. is so <laughs> just in my favor for this. Like the listeners, like tweet at me if you think that <laughs> red just delicious tweet pictures of you eating an apple. No, uh, no one thinks red delicious no. is the bag. Uh, They're what they get for free red, at school lunches. Red. Oh. <laughs> Tr- tr- I don't know what's I don't the, think the nutritional value is very high of those. Yeah, either. and what's the point if you're it's not like going to get super thin? <laughs> <laughs> I only support science that makes things less calories. So, uh, as a feminist, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do want to go to a moment that happened earlier that I think is very clever and funny. Uh, when you go to the the black and white footage of Fallout Boy and oh, Radioactive yeah. Man, there's that great like smoking. We mentioned that was one of our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Yeah, thanks, Larry. Um, but he says like, oh, I wish I was old enough to smoke, and he says like, uh, not until you're 16 wink uh but then of course we have the uh, at the q a buddy fallout boy hodges uh comes out smoking a cigarette yeah, which i think is very cute really um but then of course during the q a like this is a very um like highly esteemed actor mm-hmm. and like he was in cats which uh, has anyone seen cats yeah. and uh all the questions are just about like the the very specific detailed things that happen in the comics which of course the actor is the last person to probably care or know anything That's about true. That's true. There's also a great line around that scene that uh, I think the host says, you know, kids, I'm sure we'd all like to remember Dick Dirk Richter as radioactive man and not the sordid details of his final years. (laughs) It's very, very funny. Um, I feel that way about like every single person that loved Power Rangers. Yeah, like, you're probably gonna need to let that go. Yes, uh, and yes. just remember them how you remember them. I, uh, <laughs> I recently did um, Kyle Clark's show Retro Rad at Meltdown, which okay. is a new show that he's doing where um, comedians riff over like shitty cartoons from the '90s, and we riffed over like the real Ghostbusters. It was me and Mike Mitchell. Um, and super super funny but yeah they also had a segment called like power rangers ripoffs and they just we just watched like the opening credits of like literally eight different power rangers ripoffs oh, wow. and we sparked a discussion of like which one went into porn which one like was <laughs> accused of like terrible uh, terrible things yeah well uh, i also wanted to there's another line in this scene that i think is really funny and it's like kind of blink if you miss it um but uh, off of that does dirk richter's ghost haunt the bordello <laughs> where his body was found and then he goes he starts tearing up Dirk Richter was a beautiful man. <laughs> Can you can't you vultures leave him alone? Okay, it's I so feel great. yeah. I mean, this is c- clearly uh, things that we do see actually at Comic Con, but I I also feel it's such a funny moment in real life. I feel like these people have to know that that's why they're invited here. Yeah. You know? yeah. Even though you've moved on, I get it. You're not uh, from High School Musical anymore. You're big. Uh, that was a shout out to Zac Efron, clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to but say no, Corbin I mean, Blue. Corbin Blue. No, I'm sure he has no problem being related back to High School Musical. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that. I also love the fact that we got to see Radioactive Man's origin stories. Yeah, oh, his origin story. So yeah, yeah, it's super I did fun. like that. So uh, to get back to the episode, there are, um, it's the three men in a comic book, <laughs> like three as men and a baby, as the title would suggest. Um, another popular film at the time of this premiere. Um, but uh, they're in the treehouse, taking turns uh, reading it, 
and it's starting to heat up because they're starting to discuss like how they're going to divide their time. Martin has a really like formulaic way of like how they're going to be taking turns with it. And then, uh, you know, it ends up that he's like, I'll take it Saturdays and Thursdays and you'll take it Mondays and Wednesdays. Martin should just let him take it. I know. They agree. But since it is Saturday, Martin's like, well, I'll take it then. Boop, 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 boo. And Bart stops him right there. And that's when the fight breaks out. Yeah, I'm putting this full blame on Bart. He actually is probably the reason why I was all destroyed. I have yeah. no problem saying that. I'm taking that stance right now. But there's However, a it was yeah. his idea to have them all combine the money. So he kind of uh, has a one up on everyone. Oh, man. I just he books thought the of, show. I thought of a story that makes me feel very Bart in this uh, in regards to, to the situation. Um, when I was in like uh, summer day camp for the YMCA, I remember we had a field trip. We were going to like the mini golf place. And I only had like $5 to buy lunch uh, there. And that's like barely any money to buy anything at a mini golf place, as everyone knows. Um, And I had somehow like persuaded this girl that I barely knew to like have us combine our money to like (laughs) buy a pizza or something. Oh, wow. So she gave me her money. I'm so ashamed of this. Uh, confession she gave me her money and then I just ran off oh my god and bought pizza and like my sister and I were eating slices of pizza having a grand old time and there was even a counselor that was like you guys look happy and I was like we are (laughs) and it's one of the few times that I was really really a troublemaker I swear and uh yeah they like the girl was crying and like my mom showed up to pick me up and she was like briefed on what happened and it's yeah one of the few times that i'm sincerely ashamed and maybe it was influenced by bart <laughs> parents you were right but um i've been I a lisa my whole life i just want to put that out there i've never been i've been i guess <laughs> 80 percent 80, 80 20 lisa bart i just i, I had to but live you on have the a conscience you have a yeah conscience. that's yeah. true i feel like my my mom 100 percent is march 100 percent. yeah i really do and that makes my dad Homer, which is also accurate. My mom's pretty Marge. I I really love how Marge and Homer interact while the kids are upstairs fighting. When of course yes. it's raining, and Marge is like, "Check on the check on the kids. That's make sure they're okay." Favorite moments. Walk us through it because I love okay, it. Okay, great. So it's a full on thunder and lightning storm, and they're up in the treehouse uh, fighting. And Marge calls from the other room, like, "That's really pouring outside." Uh, Homer's really coming down. Could you check on the boys? And then he just glances casually <laughs> out the window and the lightning strikes to illuminate them just wrestling in the in the treehouse, like pretty much choking each other out. And Homer just goes, eh, fine. <laughs> that is fine to a dad. Totally. And even after all of this is happening, Martin is tied up. Uh, there's, there's really a moment of choosing your friend or choosing the comic book. It's like a pretty... Uh, scary moment. It also reminded me of the Lion King. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, they didn't mean to do that because this hadn't come out yet. Or the Lion King Lion hadn't King come out, out yet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I saw this when I was just wee. Right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I uh, love that moment of just like, you really don't know if Bart is going to help Millhouse. Like, Millhouse might fall and <laughs> break a leg. I know. Like, I really wouldn't be that surprised. It's real tension. It is. And mm-hmm. Martin being a, a smart aleck. <laughs> Like, you know, if I wasn't tied, I could be saving the comic book right now. And what what an efficient way to take care of Martin in that situation. Because, of course, he would help, but he's tied up. Exactly. And uh, I just love that after the comic uh, falls to the ground. um, It's it's really overdone. It's into the mud. The dog chews it up. And then a strike of lightning comes and gets it. 
Um, and then uh, Marge comes with her hilarious little like hair. I know. Like her, her flicker. So, yeah, it yeah. fits her hair perfectly. I don't even know where you would get that, but I love it's it. It's so cute. And uh, she's like, oh, you guys could play your little tie-up game inside. <laughs> and uh, I got that. Who wants imitation marshmallows? Imitation marshmallows <laughs> was something that was really great. And I love the way that they wrap up this episode because obviously there's a very strong moral theme and moral mm-hmm. lesson to how they behaved and, and what they've learned. And I think that it's, um, I think it's Bart that says, we worked so hard and now it's all gone. We ended up with nothing because we can't share. And I think maybe Milhouse says, what's your point? Nothing. <laughs> it just ticks me off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. It's like, here is what could have been, you know, a very labored, forced moral lesson mm-hmm. in this episode of television. But instead, it's presented by this character and presented in a way that feels very natural to how he would express it and we still get the same takeaway, but it's just, they respect the laws of the show so much. And these characters that, you know, I really love love that about Bart too, is that we really don't know what he would do. You know, we love him, but we really don't know. Uh, He has that bad. I mean, he obviously has that bad streak. So it is nice when he surprises you. Yeah. Which I, I think, I mean, these characters are brilliantly crafted. We, we can't anticipate what they do. It's not predictable. And so that adds to the tension and makes for really compelling television. <laughs> hey, good job, guys. Um, so, oh, I have a couple more trivia beats to share with you guys on this episode, if you will let me. Let's hear it. Uh, cast member Hank Azaria based comic book guy's voice on a student who went by the name F and lived in the room next door at his <laughs> Did college. he wear a cape? F. <laughs> I bet he wore it. Mr. F. Okay. Um, Mrs. Glick, uh, the old lady that Bart does chores for, was based on an old lady Martin and his brother, uh, sorry, Jeff Martin and his brother used to do chores for when they were kids. Um, Martin said that they went to go pull weeds until their hands would bleed, and yet they were only paid two quarters for several hours of work. Um, And of course, I mentioned earlier, Cloris Leachman provided the voice. And um, I'm going to go watch my stories. I love that. And lastly, I know and the stories are so salacious and like, (laughs) of course, like so funny. Old ladies. She's like the old woman you'd want to be friends with. For sure. For sure. Uh, And lastly, the convention's MC telling the attendees not to ask Buddy Hodges about the sordid details of Dirk Richter's past. Um, and mysterious death could have referred to the still disputed death of George Reeves. The Bordello remark may have also been a reference to the brutal murder of Bob Crane in 1978, which remains unsolved today. The cast of Hogan's Heroes stated that in public and at fan conventions, Crane's death was the biggest subject they had to deal oh, with. Geez. Yeah. So we're all right about that. <laughs> yeah. Mine, I was going to say, are in uh, DBZ, we always say over 9,000. It's like a meme that we have that's super popular. And I went to uh, the latest one that they had with the voice actors. It just said, please don't ask them to say over 9,000. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as we're wrapping up here, we normally like to ask our guests, and you've kind of touched upon this. So, you know, if you want to move on to the next question, whatever. Um, but which character from The Simpsons, either the core family or a Springfieldian resident, do you identify with most? I mean, I really do feel like I identify with Lisa. Yeah. Um, that I had a brother who was... The only thing about my brother is he was kind of seen more as like the golden child, which I Bart isn't, but um, he he was more active than I was. He was cooler than I was, uh, and I would end up doing his book reports and things. Um, he was more focused on sports, uh, and I was just – I remember, too, you guys, I uh, was the first person in my family to eat organic. Everyone made fun of me. <laughs> really? Everyone made fun of me. I, Are I, you I vegetarian? I to send this to my – I was until – I 
I had an autoimmune disorder that really oh, affected gotcha. my uh, eating uh, after college, but I was vegan for a while. My family used to make fun of me. They would like, um, they were, oh, she there she is eating her salad again. And then <laughs> now uh, cut to my mom is juicing hardcore organic. Like she tries to get like anytime I don't eat organic, she's always like, oh, you got to buy that organic, Danny. Wow. <laughs> you were like, OG oh, on a lot of yes, stuff. Yes, I was. Yeah. I was. I was one taking making my family go to the convention centers. Um, yeah. So you guys, if you're listening and you get bored, do not stop. I also, though, was very smart, Alec. So yeah. there were so many things that I would say to my family that I just felt like I was smarter than everyone in my family. Um, well, we're the MTV generation. Nothing bothers us. That's true. That's true. How does I that mean, feel? Yeah, I feel right. I feel like I was balanced <laughs> out, though. I also used to religiously watch Britney Spears music videos. So yeah, well, um, they were very entertaining. Mm-hmm. They were. Yeah, that's how I learned how to dance. You guys, I taught myself. And then I joined my high school dance team. Uh, thank you, Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I definitely feel like I relate to Lisa uh, 100%. I love that. And then is there any kind of takeaway from this episode that really sits with you? I mean, God, don't spend a ton of money on comic book things. (laughs) I think that's it. I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Oh, also, it's very hard. Teamwork is difficult, you guys. Yeah, you know what? That's a great lesson. When money and friends, don't mix money and friends. Yes. Don't mix money and friends. Really. Uh, Anytime, my brother told me this once. He said, if you're giving money to family or friends, it's a gift. Like, don't ever expect it back. Just think of it as a gift. They needed your help at that time. Don't hold it over their head or else it's going to get ugly and you guys won't be friends anymore. That's a great lesson. I think about that all the time as far as like you know um you know like the the cost of maintaining a friendship like say somebody i don't know invites you to something and it's like twenty dollars for i don't know what example i'm thinking of i don't know like i don't know it it, it, to to value a friendship and to value like that being a relationship that you want to maintain versus being very nitpicky about the arbitrary details right. of money or whatever. I always think it's weird I mean? when friends are like that. Me too. too. I'm it's not friends with anyone like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's the best part about being an adult. You don't have to hang out with people you don't like. Oh, my friends are always like, no, I got it. No, I got it. No, it's okay. Like, yeah. You know, that's how I think it's easiest yeah. and more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it always ends, right. up, it ends up balancing out anyway, but you get to make each other feel mm-hmm. cared for and it's nice. Yeah. Right. I think that's what I meant that it was, it's more like, say you go out to dinner with a friend or something it's and if you it. Yeah. yeah, like don't don't be like crazy nitpicky about a dollar. Just, or, or yeah, something. just say it, split it down the middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've done that a lot. Like just be and kind like, or yeah. be honest if you can't afford something or I don't know. Yeah. But we could put our money together and get a Whoa. cool comic book. Uh, but Danny, thank you so much for being Thanks a guest on our show. Uh, you're an excellent guest. Uh, where can people find all of your stuff? Um, you can find me at Ms. Danny Fernandez on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then if you're going to be at Comic-Con, I will be on a panel uh, Thursday. Hell night. yeah. Uh, at 830, I will be uh, I will be tweeting about it. But yeah, if you're at Comic-Con, come and say hi. Yay. Mm-hmm. And then Julia, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Uh, and what about you, Allie? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, I'm at Allie Gertz and all the things. You can find us at Simpsons Pod and everything's coming up podcast at gmail.com. And want to talk us uh, through some Patreon stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, please support our Patreon. Um, you can find us patreon.com slash Simpsons Pod, I believe, or you can do a search for Simpsons Pod. And we have different levels of um, donations that you can contribute for your pledges. Uh, let me tell you uh, who just pledged uh, $1. Oh, we got new pledges? Oh, yeah. Oh, Allie, you guys, I Alex Fritz. Oh, Alex Fritz. Thank you yeah. so much. We, you have our undying appreciation. Um, also, you know who else pledged a dollar? Tell me who. Uh, 
Simon Richardson. Simon Richardson. Yeah. Thank you so much. So um, that's the that's the beginning level of uh, Patreon incentives. You'll get our undying appreciation. But there are other uh, incentives that we have. Some of them include, um, you know, you can ask future guest questions. Some of our future guests include people like, mm, I don't know, Weird Al, other people <laughs> from The Simpsons. Um, so uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. And you can ask away your questions but then also we have different tiers uh you could get a mix made by yours truly um based off of uh the perspective of one of the simpsons characters yes that is a very creative gift and yes i am proud to do it um i've so far made a mo mix which was very depressing and it was all about suicide and being lonely uh, i recently made a mix for our fan uh our fan our friend of the podcast dj clulo we love um, dj we love dj um he requested a mix uh from the perspective of millhouse but only only when he is in the trailer for the Radioactive Man movie. So it was a lot of punk and it was a lot angry. of angry stuff. Um, and then he also uh, made a comment about, like, where's my elephant? And so I, uh, in his email to me, not just in general in life. So I included a, a song called Elephant. Beautiful. Because, um, you know, it's a pleasure for me to do. So, yeah, go to our Patreon and see what interests you and um, support us so that we can continue making this podcast and making it sound good in your ear holes. And if you don't have money, don't worry about that. Just give us a review on iTunes so more people can see our podcast so we can keep doing this. Also, we love doing it. Yeah, we love doing it. Also, if you're in the L.A. area around September-ish, um, we are going to be on a panel at L.A. Podfest. So stay tuned for Yay. more details about that. And Yay. that'll be super fun. And uh, we're going to uh, put together something really, really special. We're so excited to share what we have in mind with you guys. So it's gonna be great. So much. Uh, have a great one. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. And a time to